welcome back to The Real Pulpit. I'm your host, Graham Puro, and I'm joined today by the exact same team that we had last time. My co-host, Assistant Halftime Leisure Editor, Dejour Evans. Dejour, how are you? I am doing a lot better than last time, when I was sick. <laughs> Excellent. And Assistant Halftime Leisure Editor, Iman Rahman. Iman, how are you? What up? So, we have a special show today talking about the Oscar nominations. We're going to make sure that this doesn't overlap too much with our best of show, uh, but we have predictions. We have who we think will win and then we, who we want to win. Those are two very different things sometimes. Um, and then we're going to talk about one obscure category that we love to follow at the Oscars. Uh, and then maybe we'll get into snubs if we have some time at the end. So, let's get underway and we'll start in the category of Best Supporting Actress. Um, I think that there's really, like, this is a, a pretty clear, I think it's kind of clear who the Oscar's going to go to, yeah. Laurie mm-hmm. Metcalf for yeah. I was thinking Allison Janney. Wait, really? Oh, for my time. She, okay. She's been winning all of them. Really? Okay. She, she won the Golden Globe, the SAG. She did win the Golden Globe. She did, but I think Laurie Metcalf, like, I think she is going to. I've not seen either movie, off. so I can't have any oh, really say okay. on their performances individually, but I do think that from what I've read, they have very similar roles. They're both, like, the yeah, kind of overbearing true. mother in a way, and that relationship to the main female character is like, that's like the main theme in this Best Supporting Actress uh, race this year. But I think just even like if you look up a picture of what Allison Janney looks like in I, Tonya, I think you can sort of like capture like why she's been racking up, I think, more awards for it than uh, than Metcalf has been. But I mean, I, that's just based on like what I've seen with the other award shows this year. Yeah. I mean, I think that I only very recently saw I, Tonya. Um, and I saw Lady Bird a while ago, but Laurie Metcalf's performance has stayed with me so much from that movie. And mm-hmm. not to take anything away from Alice and Janie, because I love Alice and Janie. Like, C.J. Craig is one of the greatest characters uh, of all time <laughs> uh, for the West Wing. But I think that Metcalf's performance is just so... It's so nuanced, and it feels real. With Janie, it felt like I was always looking at a character. Like, I'm sure Tanya Harding's mother was like that in real life, but it felt very exaggerated. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to take anything away from her performance. But I think there's something to be said for the fact that Metcalf is so subtle and nuanced with how she plays with emotion and how she builds to that big emotional moment when she's driving away in the car. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a, like, it's such an affecting moment. And Janie is just sort of, you know over the top in every scene like she's very like she owns every moment that she's on the screen but Metcalf is feels so real and raw in the performance yeah I definitely think right now it's a two horse race between these two ladies if anything but I would agree with Graham and that Metcalf's performance is like the one that has stuck with me for the longest she and it's funny too because I've only seen her in Roseanne so when I was watching when I first started watching Lady Bird I was like oh that's that's Jackie from Roseanne and then like within like the first five minutes I completely forgot that that she was even in Roseanne she just there was something about the emotion the build-up like you mentioned that was just so raw and it was also like moments where you're like you're you feel like she's being too harsh but like you still understand her at the same time, and it was it was just a very good performance. But I do think it, it is a it is a toss up. And what Iman was saying about Allison Janney winning a lot of these awards, like mm-hmm. in the the past I mean, that are like I mean, subsequent, her her, her position here uh, in this in this race this year, is, I, I guess, is kind of akin to when J.K. Simmons won for Whiplash. Like, really great like character actor. Like we're like, oh, I know that face and stuff. You just talked about her from the from the West Wing, mm-hmm. and but all, but just giving this super. Um, uh, raw and kind of loud performance yeah that's, that's very jk simmonsy i think that actually is a really good comparison um and again i don't want to take anything away from mm-hmm. her performance but 
Yeah, basically exactly what you were saying. I knew the whole time I was watching an actress, like, doing a really good job, and she's funny. But her character, like, is a little too one-note for my taste. I think that... Um, there's not that much there. Like there are moments of humanity, but not in the same way with Metcalf, where you constantly oscillate between uh, sympathizing with her and mm-hmm. hating her, like you were yeah. saying, Dejour. But with Jenny's character, you just kind of spend the whole time laughing at her and being like, "Wow, what a character!" Uh, and I think that it's a great performance, but Metcalf's performance was just so much more affecting. So mm-hmm. I guess maybe I guess I, I could be <laughs> wrong. I had forgotten that Jenny has a lot of awards momentum but i just thought that metcalf like metcalf deserves this yeah so that's so in terms of who should win you guys are both on metcalf yeah and on who will win it's it's still a toss-up i'm gonna go with metcalf i think she's gonna pull it off um but i would not be surprised if jenny won i agree with exactly what he said the only one of these the only (laughs) one of these movies that i've seen out of the five of these was uh was phantom thread so I guess by default I'm going for Will for <laughs> should win as Leslie Manville and I think she was amazing in that movie like she she upstaged Daniel Day Lewis and that's not mm. an easy feat at all multiple times she plays his character's sister uh, she was really great in the movie I I'm glad to see her here I didn't expect to um, but yeah my my Will win is I have a Allison question Jane for sure so. Graham, and we'll talk more about The Shape of Water later, but you were the only one to see it, and I'm a huge Octavia Spencer fan, so like, how was she in the movie? She's very good in it. Okay. She, um, does similar does to she know Jenny, how to do anything else? Yeah, it's very good. That's yeah, true. I mean, that's like the most generic. Yeah, like Guillermo del Toro was like, I want that. <laughs> he said that. He's like, I yeah. want her in my movie. No, it makes sense. Um, I would say her performance is more on, like, in terms of the spectrum between Metcalf's and Janney's, mm-hmm. I think her closer to Janney because she has she has very exaggerated traits, but it's still an excellent performance. Okay. Um, and she really provides that movie, I think, with with a heart that you don't really realize until the end. Mm-hmm. She's she's sort of the glue that holds the whole thing together. Um, but we'll get into it. We'll get into Shape of Water later. Uh, <laughs> so then, in Best Supporting Actor, uh, it looks like Sam Rockwell has the most mm-hmm. momentum going yeah, into this yeah. one. But quite honestly, I could see someone pulling an upset. Um, unfortunately, I have not seen the Florida Project. You have though, Iman. So and good. You you raved about Willem Dafoe's performance. Yeah, I, I love him in that movie. It, the exact same things, literally what you said about Laurie Metcalf. Pretty much the same sentiments about Willem Dafoe, and really against his whole career, which is full of great performances. I would honestly put this at the top wow. of that. Wow. So, um, but I do think as well that Sam Rockwell will win this one just because of momentum and he deserves it you know he's been doing a lot of good work like has, if you yeah. guys have, if you guys have seen moon like that mm-hmm. was oh, moon incredible yeah, uh, yeah. he was good like even like in the 90s in the green mile he's been he's been a working actor for a long time i think it's his time yeah me too um, and he was great in three billboards like he really was so yeah i, I wouldn't be he definitely has the most like controversial character work i think definitely because the they mix in a lot of different like very significant character flaws between the racism yeah. and the, uh, being like very ignorant and a bit of violence as well. Yeah. And you're not really sure at the end if he's redeemed or not. Yeah. It's a very, yeah, I mean, like like you were saying, Iman, he's done such great work throughout his whole career. Uh, but at the same time, like Woody Harrelson, very underrated yeah, performance in the same movie. I think he, he provides that movie with the most stable character and mm-hmm. then uh, it's very heartbreaking what happens to his character, yeah. but I just don't think he's in the movie and like as much as Rockwell yeah, to like not. warrant yeah. beating Rockwell. I agree. I, I'm just happy to see him here on the list. Get yeah. recognized as well. Yeah. Um, I think I find it really fascinating to see Christopher Plummer on this list, considering he yeah. literally just stepped into the movie like two months ago. Yeah. I think it's just like a courtesy thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen all the money in the world because I'm 
I'm a huge Ridley Scott fan, and I, how could I not like go see this movie that I was I was following with like the whole controversy around it? Um, he's good. He's Christopher Plummer. He's like a legend. Um, but I really think this is just like a look what they did. This is awesome. Like, yeah, give him yeah. a nomination. Um, I've not seen Shape of Water. Can you talk about Richard Jenkins? I, I know he was good in the movie. I don't know why. He, like, it's a it's a good mm. performance. It's fine, but I don't really like not worth not a nomination. I didn't. Okay. There was not like I honestly forgot he was nominated until I looked at this list again. Um, yeah, I don't know why he was nominated. <laughs> Very fascinating to not see. Um, Call Me by Your Name, Army Hammer. Yes. Um, but also, That's what I, I think the. Most compelling performance of Call Me By Your Name was the dad. The dad, yes. Uh, this, thank like the you. the little lecture he gives near the end yes. too, especially. He's also in Shape of Water, he is. by the way. And mm-hmm. um, but he is so good in Call Me By Your Name. I'm so sad thing not when I looked at this list. Or Army hoping. Hammer for that matter. Like he seems mm-hmm. like like just the sort of Army Hammer's performance seems like the performance that would just be a shoe in for a nomination. I agree. But none of them. If you're saying that you uh you don't know why Richard Jenkins was, which I can't speak to because I have not seen Shape of Water, but like. If we could just put, if, based on, like, my own personal opinion, I would, like, throw in Army Hammer or the dad from uh, Call Me By Your Name in there. I mean, I feel like you could throw out, like, Christopher Plummer. I, yeah, because that's Jenkins. a courtesy and even, one. Even Woody Harrelson, like like you said, he's, I mean, I've not seen Three Billboards, but, like, just, like, two nominations for the same movie. I mean, uh, I think he's good enough. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. With the there. limited <laughs> amount of time that he I'll, has. That he I'll, yeah. I'll take your word. Yeah, yeah he's, um, he's really good in that movie. No, but I, I think, yeah, that's a really good point like the fact that army hammer and yeah. the dad are both like richard jenkins Mike, michael stolberg very important name to know yeah here we go great character like, I, I love richard jenkins but no reason he mm-hmm. should be in mm-hmm. here over those two actors um so should win will win de jour mm. okay i'm gonna go with should win would win sam rockwell i was blown away by his performance uh sam rockwell i think will win uh and i would personally want willem defoe to win yeah, I, I would love to say that. I haven't seen the Florida <laughs> Project, but everything I've heard indicates Same. that. Uh, I'm going to go should win, will win both Sam Rockwell. Uh, so let's move on to Best Actress. And mm-hmm. similar to Best Supporting Actor, there's been one, I think, kind of clear frontrunner has had a lot mm-hmm. of buzz, a lot of momentum. Um, that's Frances McDormand for a performance, which I really have no objection to. None she at all. an incredible <laughs> performance in that she's, movie. She's a She's like a freight train. She is a beast. I recently, I was trying to get my friend to watch three billboards and I we watched the trailer together and I was just like, oh my God, yeah. I feel like I didn't forget, but like just reminded how, she, yeah, she was amazing. I think similarly to um, Laurie Metcalf, you mm-hmm. go back and forth between sympathizing yeah. with her and really hating her character, mm-hmm. which it, it's always impressive when I'm- And it's really impressive, especially given like, the how you are introduced to her character like her her what happened to her given what happened to her daughter like you would think that the whole movie you're sympathizing with her because of the tragedy she just went through and nope and all like definite testimony to her performance i will say i think that this this category is definitely the strongest because four out of these five i could easily see winning and i would have no problem with like margot robbie her performance in itania it's fantastic she I, I actually was not, like, I had very high expectations for her performance, and it, they exceeded them. Like, she does such nice. a good job of, uh, like, in, sort of inhabiting the insecurity and just the insanity of Tanya Harding's life. And the direction really brings that out, because the style of the movie, there are a lot of fourth wall breaks. It's a very funny, not tongue like, outright funny movie, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there's there's domestic violence and there's conspiracy. Like, it's got a lot going on, and Robbie really holds it together. 
which I think is really impressive. Um, and then like Meryl Streep, uh, the her performance as Catherine Graham is like you forget you're watching. <laughs> You I forget mean, you're watching Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. It's, it's it, street. I think this is the 20th nomination, maybe yeah. 21st. Yeah. And all, the, yeah, like it's street. <laughs> have have wow. either of you guys seen the post? I've no. not. Okay, so I will say that that between Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep in this movie, I actually didn't think Hanks gave that good a performance because he's too nice a guy. Mm. He's like too much of a, a wholesome <laughs> guy to Hanks. pull off. Being the like the mean dick that Ben Bradley was, yeah. And the name of the actors escaped me, but the actor who plays Ben Bradley in All the President's Men does such a good job with that performance. There's no way to improve on that. Um, but since this was the first time, pretty sure it's the first time Catherine Graham has ever been portrayed on the screen, and the way that Streep just nails all of her mannerisms and her delivery and the decision making that went into her call to publish the papers, she is easily the best thing about that movie. Mm. Um, and then, all right, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation on this, so one of you guys... Saoirse Ronan? Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse. Saoirse. Okay. Saoirse. We're just... Beginning of Saoirse. Saoirse. <laughs> yeah, there we uh, go. For Lady Bird, who, again, glue yeah. that holds the whole movie together. Definitely. She she was fantastic. That That's all I have to say. She was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, would, you, would you have thought that Jessica Chastain from Molly's Game should have been uh, here? I was going mm. to say that I would rather see Jessica Chastain over... Sally Hawkins. Aww. Part of that might be my just my the fact that I really didn't like the shape of water. <laughs> um, but Jessica Chastain just gives such a great performance. And the thing about um, Molly's game is she is in. I'm pretty sure she's in every single scene, but it works. Like mm-hmm. she, her performance is so electric that you can't stop watching. Um, whereas with Sally Hawkins, again, it's a very endearing performance. It's very sweet. Um, but I just wasn't wasn't again wasn't crazy about the whole movie, which adversely impacts how I look at each performance in it. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't get too up in arms right. about it. Once I see it, we're going to we'll, def- we'll definitely talk. Yeah. Same. Um, so should win, will win. What do you guys think? Francis McDormand. Yep. That's both? Me. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I suppose so, yeah. Okay. Glad we're all <laughs> um, So uh, then best actor. I gotta rewatch Fargo. Fargo's God, amazing. Mm. Oh, Damn, so um, So best actor, again, looks like there's a pretty clear front runner. Yeah. Uh, Gary Oldman. In Darkest Hour. Uh, I personally, like, looking at the other nominees, I think that... I can't speak for Denzel or Daniel Day-Lewis because I haven't seen either of those movies, but I'm going to go on a limb and say that, like, they just kind of got nominated because they're such incredible actors. Yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis is sublime. He's amazing in the movie. I have to tell you, he's amazing in Phantom Thread. Does he ever give a bad performance? I was about to say, he's Daniel Maybe in Nine. That might be the only... I like Nine. Really? I like musicals, though. Okay, that's that's fair. Um, And then Daniel Kaluuya who is, like, kind of... I don't know if it's surprising, but he really... He, I think when you look at Get Out, you're kind of so blown away by how good the movie is, you forget what a good I performance mean, I think you just, he gives. That the famous screen bra- grab from Get Out is that scene with the one oh tear going God. down his face. Yes. That is, that's, the, that's, like, the still that has been burned in people's mm-hmm. heads from watching the movie, Not, nothing else. And that's, like... That's just That just shows so much to his talent, and I'm so glad to see that he got a I'm nomination. so glad. I could have I did tear up seeing Daniel Kugel here because I just I didn't I didn't know whether they were going to do it I wanted them to do it but I didn't know whether they were going to give him the nomination so just just seeing him there I was so excited I think Iman is perfectly right the the image that people remember from Get Out is his face like that that movie there's so much good in that movie but Daniel Kugel 
in my opinion, probably next to the uh, the screenplay is one of the best things about it. Like he he really carries that movie and that character as well. Like just being the the sole black man in a whole like white area and having to deal with all the nuances that 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 comes with that. I I was so happy to see him here. Don't know if he's gonna win, but I was so happy. And then the the last one is Timothy Chalamet. Also um, so happy. <laughs> nominated for Call Me by Your Name. Uh, I mean he he was in he was also in Lady. Bird. He was yeah. yeah. And he, Hostiles, which I he is which quite I an about. agent. He was in Hostiles. He's, doing he's really also the job. son in Interstellar. Yes. Oh my god. He is. He's Casey Affleck's character. Mm-hmm. Whoa. That, okay. Wow. That just blew my mind. But yes, he um, does have. Yes, yeah, he's, he's doing a, he's some good stuff agent. right now. Yeah. yeah. Um. I th- I see the nominations like Gary Oldman's gonna win, but this nomination is gonna get Timothy Chalamet a lot more work. Yeah. And he he's got time. He's really young. He'll yeah. win some yeah. down the line. He probably. Will. He's really talented. Yeah. And I mean, I think the thing about Gary Oldman's performance is he had like a lot of physical prosthetics and whenever you have that that's always like usually that's an indication that you, you have momentum and you're gonna win yeah um, <laughs> i mean his performance is great i will say it is kind of over the top and it's a little hammy but it's such a good performance and you do feel like he just inhabits the character of winston churchill so much and churchill has been portrayed by a lot of different people like he was john lithgow uh, on netflix is the crown mm-hmm. and then i think he was brian cox in the churchill movie that came out last year or the year before yeah. um but i think oldman gives the defining performance and he just that whole movie is worth watching for the end the movie itself is is fine but the end when he gives the dunkirk speech it's like you know shivers go down yeah. your spine and it's really it's incredible so for me should win will win i think i do think gary oldman should and will win um his performance is that good, and, and it's I think his time. yeah, it's his it's time. time. Like, like with Timothy Chalamet and Daniel Kaluuya, both these guys, their time will come. I don't want to take anything away from their performance, but Oldman's he is so good. Like this is the one he should win for. Yeah, okay. I, I I totally agree. Um, I I'm super biased towards Daniel Day Lewis, and I do think that in, the, in Phantom Thread he gave one of the best performances of the year. But, you know, he's Daniel Day-Lewis. He has the most Best Actor not Oscars in history already. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gary Oldman totally deserves it. So, yeah, uh, should win and will win Gary Oldman. Um, I, I, I can't betray Kahlua. So should Kahlua uh, would Gary Oldman. Good. I'm glad we have disagreement. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. I'm going to change my should to Daniel Day-Lewis. Fair. He, he does, like, he's, he's so subtle. Like, no, you I, expect him to be, like, so big after yeah. there will be blood and stuff. But no. Also, can we just talk about... How Denzel was thrown in there for a movie that nobody saw. Yeah. I just think that's really. That's just because James Franco was. They, yeah. Nobody wanted to put him in there anymore after. Yeah, after after what? Um, interesting. Yeah, I'm not yeah. mad about it. I wanted to see Tommy Wiseau at the Oscars so bad. He might still show up. They're still nominated. He, I, I wouldn't put it past them to show up. Jesus. Um, <laughs> wait, it got an it got an adapted screenplay. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It did yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, Oldman, but any of those like either Oldman or Kaluuya, I would mm-hmm. be really happy with. Um, but Oldman, I think. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. Award yeah. as well. But you, yeah. gotta, you know, you got to stick to your guys. Yeah, exactly. I got to <laughs> yeah. stick to my, my heart with Kalua, but I definitely agree with you guys. It's his time. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to best director. Uh, so here, all right, I'm, I might let one of you guys take the description because I am the most biased out of any category <laughs> in this one. Because there's a certain someone that I really want to win I and who. I don't think he's going to win. Okay. Yeah, it's Paul Thomas Anderson. Bro, I was just... <laughs> uh, yeah, so you mean my favorite. I mean, what do you guys? <laughs> what do you guys think? I think we might have some disagreement here. 
um, about like should it? Because this one is this is a hard one. This is yeah. This is actually are the biggest toss ups. Um, not easy. And yeah, what do, like what do you guys think? This I mean, is okay. Uh, let's leave Nolan to talk about last. Yeah, yeah that's, that's good. Yeah. Uh, because I think all of us love Nolan in general, and we all. Oh, you have you seen Dunkirk yet? No, Did I have not. Read? All right, uh, you're gonna be blown away. Uh, I guess so excited. Yeah, let's just let's just start off with Jordan Peele. Uh, to be honest, yeah. um, which is amazing to see him here first so of happy. all. Like and get <laughs> it just proves more onto just how huge uh, Get Out ended up becoming. Yeah. Like who expected this and it just became this cultural zeitgeist. It was. He- didn't even come and out during Oscar season. Exactly. Like, it came out in February. February, it did. February. Yeah. Yeah. took the world by storm. So yeah. Um but yeah, I mean I I've, I've been saying that uh it it really deserves the screenplay Oscar, which I don't think we're going to get time to talk about. But uh I agree with that. You were talking earlier Graham that uh Peel's direction really is huge here and I think his background in comedy really uh enforces why he's so good at horror, the whole, mm-hmm. you know, evoking just feelings out of people i think he really brings that uh here as well i said this on our last podcast but there's not a wasted moment in exactly get out. Yeah. every shot serves a purpose everything is mm-hmm. rich either mm-hmm. moving the plot along or rich in subtext and so full of visual tension metaphors. Yes. Time. tension yeah. so full of tension. for the first time this is his first time making a feature right. film right yeah and yeah. for the first time it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It, um, it truly is, and you can you can really tell, like you were saying, Iman, about the the horror thing. That Peel is like a legitimate horror fan, and like someone mm-hmm. who who knows the genre and knows what he's doing with it. And that was that was fantastic to see because he is he is a horror fan. A lot of his skits like have callbacks to horror, like The Shining or something like that, and he he kills it with that. I know exactly which skit you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> I love that skit. <laughs> uh, another director whose first feature film it was. Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, if I had to rank these directors, I think I would put Peel probably second, and I I would probably put Gerwig third or fourth. Because I, I think that, don't get me wrong, like, Ladyburg is it's an excellent movie. I really enjoyed it. It's very well directed, but I don't think that she, like, does the one thing that, like, Puts you know puts her over the top the way that Peel like yeah. get out is such a well directed movie and when I was watching Lady Bird like it's a really well acted very well written but mm-hmm. the direction I thought was it was very good but I don't know if it's just like Oscar worthy yeah I don't want to again don't want to take anything away from her direction I just think that there are more deserving people on this list but I'm happy to see her nominated I think that that's really good yeah I feel like. Because Greta Gerwig and Jordan Peele both did similar, like, they wrote and uh, directed their debut, which I think is actually really cool. But I feel like with Peele, like, the fact that he wrote and directed, like, both of those things is just like a like a slam dunk on both of those accounts. Whereas Gerwig, I, I really feel like she really shines in her writing. Um, her directing was fantastic, and I... I I I don't think she's worthy of being here, but I don't think she's should win. But I'm I'm just really happy to see her here. I think I think she shines in her writing more so than her director. Yeah. Whereas Peel, I feel like it's just both is slam dunk. That's yeah, that's pretty much my my take. Yeah, I, I like I've still not seen Lady Bird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll get, I'll get around to it. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, so the next two are, are both legends. Mm-hmm. One is a bit more accomplished in the Oscars than the other. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Who yeah, uh, I've not seen Phantom Thread, unfortunately. Paul Thomas Anderson is, might be my favorite director working today. I don't know. Uh, top three for sure. Um, but Phantom Thread, I think, just really, really shows 
uh, his evolution as a filmmaker, coming from you know starting at Boogie Nights, going all the way up to from Magnolia, uh, There Will Be Blood, and then getting to like a little bit more into his own head uh, with the Master, and especially Inherent Vice, which is a really hard movie to to follow, but I love it uh, all the same. Um, but it's really like There Will Be Blood was this really uh, in your face, loud and really beautiful movie. But Phantom Thread uh, doesn't feel the need to. It's it's really elegant and um, flowy, kind of, and uh, really deliberate. I would say in its craftsmanship, mm-hmm. uh, it, it doesn't feel this need to show really big shots. And he also uh, he's he was the cinematographer for the movie as well, so he was holding the camera. Uh, along the way the entire time and wow. he, he weaves this sort of like this story that's just this beautiful little romance uh, but also the subversion of conventional cinematic romance I, I, I every time I see him I feel like I'm learning stuff about film so uh, it, he definitely deserves to be here I don't think he'll win honestly but yeah that's what I have to say about it mm-hmm. and then the next one is Guillermo del Toro who I think up until this point was much more of a niche director. Um, he did films that rarely got a lot of mainstream success. Like he did Blade Two, which was a sequel to Blade, which was a very like very financially successful movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was already building on what came before. Yeah. And then he's done movies like Pan's Labyrinth, which is just I think it's his best. Hands oh, one hundred percent agree. Is one of that my movie? movies of all time. One hundred percent agree. Yes, it's it's, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. incredible. Um, and then he did Pacific Rim, which you've read the Hellboy movies. Yeah, oh, right. Hell, Hellboy movies are awesome. Yeah. No, wow. I, I love the Hellboy movies. I <laughs> forgot um, about the Hellboy movies. Yeah, underrated. Really Especially underrated. Hellboy movies. 2 is where he goes full Del Toro, yeah. like this super Baroque like um, set design and everything. It's crazy. <laughs> I love it. And then Pacific Rim, which I just like unashamedly love that movie. It's either yeah. the best dumb movie ever made or the dumbest best movie ever made. But either <laughs> way, it, it is a visually striking movie. And just as a side note... The, I, I'm not that excited about the trailers for Pacific Rim Uprising, the sequel, because I think you miss the visual flair that Del Toro has in just the, mm-hmm. the nighttime scenes when the kaiju are yeah. fighting the Jaegers. And every shot is just so, like, saturated in color, and it's so rich to look at. Um, but, I mean, The Shape of Water, it's a beautifully directed movie. Uh, again, when we get to Best Picture, I'll talk about my issues with the movie, but there's no question that Del Toro directs this. Every shot is gorgeous. It's very much his visual style, and especially the underwater scenes are where he really shines. It's he the, the movie opens with this beautiful, long tracking shot of underwater, and you see this furniture like floating, mm. and it's absolutely gorgeous. And what I, I love the, about... I watched the behind the, scene, the scenes of that. It's incredible like how he figures yeah. this stuff out, because it's a pretty low-budget movie for the, the scope that they were going for. Yeah, I mean, and what's what I love about Del Toro is every single scene is interesting in some way. Like, he makes the mundane look beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there's just, like, he even if you kind of fell out of the story of the movie, you still stay involved because the direction is so good. Yeah. Uh, and then last but not least uh, is a little indie director. <laughs> done a couple of small movies on the side. Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk. I'm... You know, I'm going to recuse myself from this discussion because I'll talk for too long. Um, but, yeah, you guys take this away. <laughs> I mean, you can't recuse yourself because I haven't seen Dunkirk, so I don't oh, have no, true, true. much to say <laughs> about it. You have to you have to put yourself back in. Yeah. All right, Iman, you, you go first. Um, talk about a guy who just spends, two, like, $150 million on an experiment. He's so bold. He's so... Um, intuitive and he has such a passion you can see every 
drop of Nolan's passion in every shot of this film, how he loves film, how he wants to make the perfect experience in an IMAX theater with great sound, great visuals, mm. and stuff like that, and really immerse you into the feeling of the movie, like, not having to, you don't need to know the backstories of these characters, you don't even know, need to know their names, because Nolan just, Nolan's direction, every shot composed, and every tension-filled moment makes you feel like you're there with them they might not even know each other's names and that's he makes you feel like you're just one of them it's a movie that's made somehow with there's so much every shot is so well composed and the angles are so creative but at the same time it's made with such restraint and I said this last time but there's that moment when all the boats come across and instead of CGing hundreds he leaves it at like 10 or 12 and it's moments like that where it keeps the film grounded and it still feels real and it feels like you're there. And that's the whole idea. I think that like you were saying, it's an experiment. He's trying to make a movie that, you know, eschews conventional storylines and characters. He just wants to make an experience. And he is the director that like is the reason why movie theaters exist and why IMAX exists. Because when Nolan makes like, it is an event. You have exactly. Um, I think he also in, in Dunkirk, especially he, excuse me. Uh, he, um, sort of what I like to call like the Spielberg effect like these tiny moments that like in retrospect like you don't even like really remember but when you're watching them they add up all these tiny things together that really make this full experience I, for example um when um the main guy uh when they have the stretcher and they're trying to get to the boat and then there's like on the on the on the mold there's like a one one plank of uh of wood to like get across and then and then all the other soldiers are like you got to take a run at it and they just go well there's just so much tension bottled up right there and it's such a small moment and then all of the other soldiers like cheer for them once they make it through and then you don't really even remember that once the movie's over but there are so many little moments like that it, it that which Spielberg uh that's what made Spielberg so like successful in like his early movies like Jaws, Raiders of the Lost Ark mm-hmm. and stuff, is that there's so many little moments that add up and make um, this big experience feel so much more immersive. Yeah, incredible tension. And he, he contrasts claustrophobic scenes with these big mm-hmm. air, like dog fights that are extremely expansive. I can't even imagine how you direct scenes with those planes and yeah. stuff. Like they attach like these big IMAX cameras to the side of these planes. How do wow. you direct that? <laughs> I've yeah, I have no idea. Um, so I think everyone can guess should win Nolan one hundred percent. I think Del Toro is gonna take home the. I think so too. He has the most director. momentum. He's he's well, he won the Golden yeah. Globe. He won the DGA. Yeah, and the Critics Choice Award, I believe too. Yeah, I think I would win. Will win. Uh, Del Toro definitely. Uh, should win. Um, Jordan Peele. It, well, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna say Jordan Peele, but based off like. Even though, as I've said before, I have not seen Dunkirk, which I'm ashamed about. But based off past Nolan films and what you guys are saying, I can only imagine how like well directed and fantastic and bold is. I think the word you used, Iman, which makes sense. Time. Yeah. You know, Nolan like, deserves yeah. it. Yeah. Like. Dark Knight, Inception, one of the greatest directed films I would ever say. I ever. wrote a very passionate piece about Interstellar winning Best Picture. Yeah. Um, oh, Interstellar. I read that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I read it too. Thank you. Oh my God. See, I love it. <laughs> I love Interstellar, man. Yeah, Interstellar Same. is, is uh, uh, yeah, that's sumptuous. A whole other, um, that's a whole so yeah, I'm gonna say should win Peel because, like I said, same thing with Kalua Campetre, and I also haven't seen Dunkirk, so. <laughs> yeah, and if Peel pulls off an upset. 
he would I'm I'd fine be happy with, with that oh my God, I'd be happy heart. with Bill I'd be happy with <laughs> Nolan anyone else I, I will be mad about but that's just because I love Nolan so I, much I want to see him I want to see Jordan Peele win for writing Get Out yes I, I want to see him win for best I original script I also think that Get Out sorry to move to original but I think that Get Out has the best chance in best original screenplay in my opinion Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. So last uh, category that we're going to talk about before we get into like our obscure categories that we like um, is best picture, and I must say this is probably the like six out of eight of these movies could win. Mm-hmm. Like pr- presumably, I think we can probably count out Darkest Hour because that movie. I'm actually I was kind of surprised it got nominated to be honest because that movie is entirely dependent on Gary Oldman's mm-hmm. performance. There is not a lot else that it does that is particularly interesting, um, but. I, yeah, I mean, there's, like, I could see any of these movies winning. Yeah, this is a stacked category. Yeah, and, and Shape uh, of Water is 13 nominations. I don't think Phantom Thread is going to win. If I had to count out two movies, it would be Phantom Thread. I mean, but then again, I haven't yeah. seen Phantom Thread, so I feel bad doing mm-hmm. that, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like Three Billboards and Shape of Water have, the, I feel like Three Billboards has the most momentum. I agree. Right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I th- Although the shape of water is is uh, has the most nominations between the two of them, I yeah. think I, I between all eight of these, I think yeah, three billboards mm-hmm. and shape of water mm-hmm. have the most momentum um, going into those. Before like a lot of these movies came out, everyone was talking about Call Me by Your Name was gonna be the big one. I was surprised yeah. to not see it get many um of the main awards. You know what I mean? Same. Uh, and it's a beautifully directed movie. Yeah, like, it really it's, is. It's, a, it's gorgeous. It uses natural imagery and scenery really well. It really does. Yeah. Um. So. I guess I'll get into the sh- why I don't think The Shape of Water should win. Yes, uh, and please that's do. Because, so it's a beautifully directed movie, like I said before, and it's a, definitely a sweet story, and it's very emotionally involving. But there is not a moment of tension throughout the whole movie, and my issue with that is because nothing ever goes wrong for the protagonist. Like, they get everything done really easily, and the villain, played by Michael Shannon, does a really good job, is written so one-dimensionally. Like, he... Not only is he torturing the creature, but he's also awful to his wife, and he's also racist. And it's just like they keep pouring these negative character traits that there's nothing redemptive about him. So he's not that like interesting a character, and it's so like clear who Del Toro wants you to root for, Mm -hmm. and nothing like there really is not a moment of tension throughout the movie. You always know that the you know the love is gonna win out, and you can predict the ending like ten minutes into the movie. Mm -hmm. Um. And I just it, don't get, like it's a it's a beautiful film. It's very heart touching, but there's nothing about it that makes you feel that much investment or that much tension because everything just goes right, and the villains are so one dimensional that they're not interesting at all. So, yeah, I I just <laughs> I don't want this movie to win. I didn't. I would. I thought it was okay. I wouldn't probably wouldn't sit through it again. Beautifully directed, but other than that, I just don't think it had that much to to offer. What woo. keeps me on the side of uh, you want to go first? Oh no, I was just going woo. Oh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> my cool bad. Down <laughs> <laughs> what keeps me still on its side? Uh, still haven't seen it, but um, since the last time I said I haven't seen, it, I still haven't seen it. <laughs> um, uh, it's obviously Del Toro's like it's pa- his passion project. I feel like I have to trust that that makes it amazing. Um, and also the way he speaks about it and uh, what it says about respecting and uh, understanding the other and how romance stories are sort of um, too much of them are about somebody about changing for each other. But he says that he created a movie where the love comes from understanding one another. And I think that's just a really beautiful sentiment. 
Um, do you think that that transmits in the movie? So I think that the issue with that is that is how it works for the whole movie until the ending. I don't want to spoil it, but mm -hmm. you again, you can kind of predict what happens. And in the end, the protagonist does go through a change so she can be with the creature. I mean, that kind of spoil it. <laughs> I'm trying to be vague. There, something happens so she can be with the creature. Okay. Um, and again, extremely predictable, very pat, um, but it's executed in such a way that you can tell Del Toro cares so much about it and so, he's mm -hmm. so passionate about it. But it just like it just nothing. I wasn't involved. I wasn't invested in what was happening the way I want it to be. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, we've talked about. I mean, we talked about most of these movies. I think we've talked about all these movies already. Yeah. Um, so I guess for Shudwin, I really want Dunkirk. Like that's me too. I uh, like so when I first saw this movie, like I was I was just like, oh, this is it. Like this is yeah. gonna be the one that. Um, that Nolan gets it for finally because it's a World War II movie, you know, it's big budgeted, it's like a very, you know, a tourist film. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's gonna. And I realized one movie I forgot to write down was The Post. Um, oh, that's not nice. me as well. Nice, yeah. nice going, Graham. Sorry about that. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so as far as The Post goes, it's, I think, I feel bad because I'm the like, I, yeah, neither of you guys have seen it, right? I read our voice review about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's you know how it ends already. The Pentagon Papers get yeah. published. Like, yeah. Spoiler. Um, as a as a work of entertainment, I think it's good as like a cultural moment. I don't think it really works that well because the villain in the film was Nixon, and the Nixon like Nixon is literally portrayed as like a Bond villain in the White House. Like you never <laughs> see his face, you just hear his voice, which I thought was kind of ridiculous. Um, and it's certainly it's an inferior movie to All the President's Men, without doubt. Because uh, that movie is just all the presidents men is such a yeah. perfect movie. And yeah. It's just so the the ins and outs of the journalism are incredibly entertaining and involving. Um, so like the post was I thought was good. It was fine, but I wouldn't. I think I, it's a, I, I also think it's picture. too soon that a journalism movie wins. Spotlight won two years ago. Yeah, Spotlight. Yeah, is, is, exactly. I would say Spotlight is definitely the superior movie <laughs> journalism movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, what do you what do you guys think? I. So this this category is really hard for me as well because I have a really big soft spot for four of these movies like a really big soft spot particularly Get Out as I've mentioned plenty of times and Call Me By Your Name as well um I agree with Iman and I was pretty surprised to see Call Me By Your Name not get like any of the other big ones just because of the momentum it had when it came out and like people were talking about it a lot but then you know a lot of other movies came out and just this was a stacked year but I do think, I don't know if I see Call Me By Your Name winning, but I I do think that there's just something about that movie that like puts it like ahead for me than a lot of the other movies in this category. Um, but I do, I feel like Three Billboards is getting it or Shape of Water, but I feel like the momentum that Three Billboards has, the way it's been playing out in um, prior awards before the Oscars, I, I think Three Billboards is a shoo-in. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, the big race that a lot of people say is, like, between Three Billboards and Shape of Water. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I put my hope behind Shape of Water because it's a genre film, first and foremost. Mm, that's um, true. And I really want to see a genre film win Best Picture so that we can see a lot more genre films get more respect and a lot more genre films being made with um, by uh, with a lot more K 
care uh, and seeing that genre films can be more than just a genre film that you go to see in the movie. It's a movie that you, they're movies that you can analyze just as much as any of these other movies and appreciate and as much craft and uh, talent goes into them. Uh, so for that reason, uh, I would, s- that would bump Shape of Water above three billboards for me personally, I guess in, but you know, it's, yeah, I'll just say Shape of Water will win because I know Graham's going to say three billboards, and I, I, w- I only want one of us to win this. <laughs> no, I'm actually I'm going to go in a different direction here. And again, this is something I'm just deciding now because this race is such a toss-up. But I actually think Lady Bird has a chance to come oh, out of nowhere. Oh, uh, okay. Those split the votes? Because I, I think what's going to happen <laughs> that is... That is a valid point. Someone so the post was the too. presumed a favorite because it had, it had Hanks, Streep, directed by Spielberg. It's by the numbers, though. That's So that's a thing. So it, it's... By the book. So count Definitely the post out. Darkest Hour is going to steal votes from Dunkirk, and because they're very they're about very similar topics, um, you could basically make like you could splice Dunkirk into the video? end of Darkest Hour. It's like no. a, tra- a trailer splice of Darkest Hour and Dunkirk. Oh, it's beautiful. It's, it's when, amazing, when and was, it's color graded to make it look oh, like the same so movie. Cool. I mean, when I was watching uh, um, Darkest Hour, I was like you could literally just cut to all of Dunkirk yeah. right now and then have the end of uh, Darkest Hour. That'd be a great double feature. So I think that they're going to split that. Um, I don't think Phantom Thread is going to get a lot of support just because that hasn't yeah. really gotten a lot of momentum. So it's going to be down to three billboards, Shape of Water, Lady Bird, Call Me By Your Name, and Get Out. And I think that three billboards, Shape of Water, are going to split. And I actually think Lady Bird's going to come out of nowhere. Or Get Out. One of those two are going to come out of nowhere. And That would be very interesting because yeah. Lady Bird's a pretty small movie. It yeah, is very it yeah. interesting. Yeah. And but I so get, is Moonlight. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I could see... Like the two ones who could come out of the woodwork are Lady Bird and Get Out, and between those two, I think I'm leaning towards Lady Bird. Okay. Um, I don't really. That's just a feeling. I don't really know why. <laughs> I mean, between the two, I would, if I had to choose, I would 100% give it to Get Out because that's. Mm-hmm. I think that overall is a better work. Also, a genre film. Cinema. Oh, and yeah. It is, yeah, it is a genre yeah. film. I was thinking that when you. Were um, but uh, yeah, I think I think Lady Bird's going to win, but Dunkirk 100% should win. Yeah, I'm I'm same with Dunkirk. Yeah. So. Now that you've mentioned that, because I feel like you're kind of you like raise a really valid point about. I still I still think three billboards might get it, but if there was any movies to like do a quote unquote upset or like take it out, I think it could be Get Out or Lady Bird, and everyone knows I would lose my shit if it was Get Out. So I'm gonna go will win three billboards should win Get Out. Fair, yeah. And I mean, either I think Get Out is more deserving than either The Shape of Water or The Billboards, but I just don't think it will have the... I agree. It's not like the necessary Oscar movie to like yeah. get the Academy to support it. Can I just mention that they have 10 spots, but like they just take up like 8 or 9? Yeah. Like, can, can you throw well, another one there? Isn't okay, there so like a logistical minor... thing around that? Yeah. Well, actually, well, the way it was, was in 2008, um, was the last year that they had 5. Yeah. And... What people think is that because the Dark Knight wasn't included, that's why they inclu- they expanded it to ten possibilities, so that you could throw in some genre films and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Hasn't really worked as well. I mean, Mad Max Fury Road got thrown in eventually. Yeah, should have won, won that year. Should have won. Um, but yeah, so that's basically the reasoning behind it. Okay. Um. So yeah. So there's one spot left. Yeah. What would you guys have filled that? Oh my god. I would. <laughs> I would say Logan. Because uh, first yeah. off, because I yeah. do think it was the best superhero movie. That's of my the favorite year. movie of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Logan or Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Because <laughs> two genre films 
Um, <laughs> Two genre films. I mean, yeah. between them, I don't. Logan is just such an unbelievable work for a superhero mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Whereas Blade Runner twenty four nine is a great movie, but I still don't know if it was better than Blade Runner, and it. I don't know. I don't really have a good reason for putting Logan over it, but I just, like, I love Logan so much that I would rather yeah. have seen Logan than Blade Runner 2049. I 100% agree. If there was a 10 spot here, I would put Logan, and then that would have meant that all of my five favorite movies of the year would have been the best <laughs> picture, which would have been, like, I mean, all five of my favorite movies of the year are represented in some capacity. <laughs> I'd like to see them but... put John Wick on here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or Raw. Uh, or Raw, yeah. <laughs> Not even a best foreign language nomination. That's but funny. um, yeah. That is wild. I would go for the Oscar pick. I feel like Florida Project is like an Oscar mm. thing. Like it, it looked like it sh- it could have easily been in there. So that's uh, I'm a little bit sad to see it not there, but I also would have gone for Logan uh as well on that one. And just personally, um I think Wonder Woman uh not because of the quality of the film, which it was good, uh, but it had some flaws which we've talked about extensively in many po- podcasts and conversations. <laughs> But uh, like Get Out, I think Wonder Woman and Get Out are the like movies of the year that we'll remember when we look back at 2017. So because of that, I just felt like you know throwing Wonder Woman a nomination, show how like important it was getting this uh, female team on screen of uh, Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot. You know the big superhero movie headed by a woman. I think that would have been just a great morale boost, especially in a year where there was a lot of falling morale mm-hmm. uh, in gender politics and stuff. So. I think Wonder Woman would have made a lot of sense to throw in here. I think I would have rather seen Patty Jenkins get a Best Director nod than Wonder mm-hmm. Woman get yeah. a Best Picture nod because, like, between Wonder Woman and Logan, I think Logan is the better movie. But Wonder Woman is—it's mm-hmm. an extremely well-directed movie, and the fact that Patty Jenkins like made one indie movie in like 2003 yeah. and then directed some TV episodes and then was given this huge project and had all this pressure on her, and she just delivers such a well-made movie. I would have. I think if I had to choose another snub, I would definitely say Patty Jenkins under Best Director. Um, uh, I can I can. I don't that. know who I would bump out, but I don't I don't really know if I bump out any of them. I bump out PTA. I that's I mean I like yeah, not as much as I loved it like threads, I, so I can, doesn't need yeah. that. Okay, so now we're gonna get on to I, th- I think the part I was looking most forward to because I love talking about like really niche Oscar categories. So we've all chosen one category that doesn't usually don't get that much attention. Um, so Iman, do you want to start you off even with pick your the nominations for yours? Uh, I I I know which one's going to win, so it doesn't matter which. <laughs> uh, what else is nominated? No, it totally matters. Uh, I'm doing it right now. Um. So bam, they're in. Excellent. Uh, you want you want to start with me? Sure. Okay. So the the aspect of film which really captivates me most most of the time is cinematography. I'm just so um, fascinated by the way cameras are cameras move around, how you do lighting, how you do um framing and stuff like I've said many a time I'm an amateur filmmaker so that's the stuff I look out for most because as an amateur filmmaker you're also the cinematographer most of the time holding the camera trying to figure out where it goes and a lot goes into that um, in making um, compelling scenes and moreover making uh, just a compelling movie that's visually appealing because movies are moving pictures you got to make great pictures that move Uh, Roger Deakins one of the greatest cinematographers of all time. This will be his 14th nomination. He's never won yet. And everyone really just always says, like, that's the cinematographer. And not only that, but his movie this year is Blade Runner 2049, which I would say is one of the top five or top three most beautiful and visually stimulating movies I've ever seen in my life. 
like just huge scale types of images you've never seen before that are just like blasting with like color and character and um like dripping pretty much with this like power honestly it's it made me freeze in my seat when i saw this at the press screening um and especially accompanied by the sound design which is a whole another conversation but it all really melts together and and makes this really really um what is in my opinion an amazing film but more but more importantly in this category just an amazing movie to look at um so crisp so uh interesting so unorthodox in some ways uh I do not I don't I don't I haven't seen Darkest Hour. Is there anything special about the cinematography? <laughs> Dunkirk Fine. Dunkirk cinematography is amazing. It's, uh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Uh I mean Hoyt Van uh, Hotema, he took over for Wally Fister as Nolan's mainstay. There's a reason. Nolan trusts this guy and those two together are making some amazing visuals, especially with like putting the cameras on the spitfires or the underwater stuff and I like the way that fire looks in this movie. I just think it looks really interesting juxtaposed against the color grading of of each um, shot. I've not seen Mudbound, but I do know first ever female cinematographer nominated for an Oscar, which is really interesting because you don't see a lot of uh, females in most of these like technical categories, like yeah. like cinematography, sound editing, and stuff like that. So I think this is really cool, uh, and she's also the cinematographer. Freaking Black Panther. Seriously. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that was. So, a, <laughs> that's that, that's just really cool. Okay. I think that's really cool. <laughs> and um, Shape of Water looks beautiful to me. But yeah, I mean, it's gorgeous to look at. Uh, but I, mean, I agree. I think Blade Deacons has to, win this, has to win this. And I don't see how he doesn't like. They're the Oscars. They they like they screw stuff up all the time. So he probably won't, maybe he won't. But. Will and should absolutely Deacons for Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm going to be looking at original song, um, mainly because for some reason I've actually heard all of these songs except one. Um, first, Mighty River from Mudbound. Um, this is Mary J. Blige. I love Mary J. Blige, especially old school Mary J. Blige. So just the fact that she's in here makes me happy um i have not heard this one so this is the one that i have not heard but it's mary j blige so like <laughs> honestly yay um i'm gonna leave mystery love for later because that's the one i want to win but remember me from coco it's just a really nice song you know what i mean really really sweet really cute uh stand up for something common great song i feel like this is like one of the ones that like not a lot of people probably know or anything like that and i have not seen marshall so i just know the song because i common but it is it is a, like a great song really important song and then this is me which won the golden globe from the greatest showman mm-hmm. um i hated that movie yes exactly so i mean this is me it's like it's a fine song like it's okay. like it's it's a good like it's okay. I just don't like the greatest showman, so I don't even want to see it in any nominations, even if it's song. So even though this is me is a fine song and it did win the Golden Globe, which whatever, um, I don't want it to win this. I would rather see it go to Remember Me from Coco or my pick, 
Mystery of Love from Call You By Your Name. Um, Sufjan Stevens, did I pronounce that right? I hope Sufjan. I did. Sufjan. Sufjan, there you go. Yan. Yan. Yeah. Sufjan. There you go. <laughs> Stevens, um, he did the like whole like soundtrack from uh, Call You By Your Name, I believe, or at least a lot of songs in it. And Mystery of Love, that song is just, it's a gorgeous song. Like, I've, I've listened to that song way too many times. It's like one of those songs that I turn on like when I'm in a car and like just look out the window and like feel super dramatic and stuff. But in like not dramatic in like a like over dramatic way, more like in a calm, serene way. And it just as far as its relation to the movie, like the scene that it was used in for the movie was just so gorgeous. I believe it was like just more so like a scene, not like where anything is really happening, but like they're just like riding their bikes, something like that. And it was just really well done to like placement wise. And it's a beautiful song. And I I would just like to see him get an award for what he did with the music and calling by your name. Cause it was fantastic. There's a lot of other great songs that he uh, made for calling by your name. And I want to see him get it because I think he was, he did a fantastic job. But calling by your name has great music. And I don't know if that is, something that is really uh, talked about as much when people talk about Call Your Right Name. So I really hope that Mystery of Love wins. I think it should win. And I really hope that This Is Me does not win. I would also be happy with Remember Me from Coco. I think uh, I just really don't like Greatest Showman, but I think like the song that they could have put was the first song, uh, The yeah. Greatest Show. Like that's a fine song, yeah. I think. That that was, this, one's, like, a little, this one's supposed to be a little more heartfelt, yeah. I guess. So that's I feel like one. This Is Me was just the one that was getting more momentum. So like they put that one in there, but I completely agree with you. They were mm -hmm. gonna put something from Greatest Showman, the first one. Yeah. Would have been better. So yeah, original song. <laughs> I've not seen any of these movies, so <laughs> I'll take your word for it. You have seen Call Me By Your Name. Oh, Call Me By Your Name, right. <laughs> Fraud. <Damn>. Um, <laughs> Call Me By Your Name also, I would I would have been happy if they got nominated for cinematography. It's a beautiful looking oh, movie. Oh, so it is, it is a beautiful. Especially in taking advantage of Italy. Yes, Ooh, really. Man, good. I want to go to Italy. Like after seeing that movie, I was just like, I want to go to that Italy. For weeks. Uh, I want to go to Italy so amazing, bad. Dude. Italy is great. Um, so my pick for category is best visual effects because uh, I'm a sucker for blockbusters, and uh, the, like there are five nominees, but there's one very, very clear per the, uh, movie that should. I almost said person. Well, team that should win, um, and that was for War for the Planet of the Apes, which I think is a very underrated movie it came out in between spider-man homecoming and dunkirk and that sort of thing was a bad idea because it opened really well and then just plummeted at the mm -hmm. box office um i mean matt reeves is an incredible director but the amount of visual effects that go into making this movie work like the main character in this movie is a digitally created character rendered on top of mm -hmm. andy circus's performance caesar um the ape and the emotion that comes through not just with caesar but also with bad ape who's portrayed by Steve Zahn, who yeah. just almost, like, gives a better performance than Circus does somehow. Like, Steve mm -hmm. Zahn's, his performance is so good. Um, and it's a, like, there's a big debate, and I think it's it's definitely worth discussing, whether or not motion capture performances should be nominated in, under, like, Best Actor, or if there should be their own category. Yeah. But what really makes these this movie work is the visual effects are unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And looking it, at the other... Magic. Yeah, it's like, technological it's, magic. It's, it's unbelievable. Like, I don't know a better way to yeah. describe it. Every, like, you can see every bristle of hair, the snow, exactly. and individual snow particles on them. And, I mean, best exhibited in the second movie, Dawn, the eyes. Like, the detail of the The way eyes. the movie opens and closes on the eyes. Yeah, yeah it's, it's incredible. Gorgeous. Like, you you don't see that stuff in movies. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's so like in every single ape, like uh, Maurice the orangutan, the gorillas, so much detail. And because you really need the effect, mm-hmm. like the effects have to work here because they're yeah. the movie. Because really. these are the characters you get invested in. Exactly. You're rooting for them. If the, if the effects don't work, the movie doesn't work because you won't take any of the characters seriously. But you take them seriously because the visual effects are so good. The other four nominees, the only other one I would kind of consider is Blade Runner. But I'd rather that win for cinematography. I mean, the visual effects yeah. are great. But I would rather win for cinematography than effects. I think Blade Runner is a beautiful and expert uh, use of um, of special effects. It knows when to use uh, CGI and when to use practical. Yeah. And it's all seamless. And it really enhances the visuals and the story as well. Um, definitely could see that win as well. But War definitely deserves yeah. it. The uh, the other three, Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2, which I didn't really care for that much. Um, and also, like, the CGI, like, it's, it's pretty much... Standard Marvel. Standard Marvel. Hodgepodge. It's also a lot like the first Guardians of the Galaxy. It's good CGI. Um, Kong Skull Island, again, did not like it. Uh, CGI is really good in it. There are very few shots where you're like, eh. That but like, really if, you have, if you have two movies with a big with monkeys in them, yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. And also, there yeah. are like some questionable creature designs, which I don't think is an effects thing. I just didn't think the creatures were that. Memorable, like the um, skull crawler thingies. Yeah, I mean that's the only yeah. creature that I didn't like in the movie. I like the other. I like the like buff water buffalo looking thing. That was true, and really also cool. the spider that like the big mm-hmm. spider that was cool. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of the effects come through because the director is like Jordan Va- Va- Voight Roberts. Voight Roberts. Uh, he, visually, the movie is stunning. The uh-huh. way that like I love the shot of when the helicopters are going towards and you see and the, Kong the f- stand up. Um, but again, like. It's. I think that's a lot because of the direction and the way that the effects are used are like in favor of this very distinct mm-hmm. visual style. Where with War for the Planet of the Apes, it's a very bleak visual yeah. style, but mm-hmm. you need the effects to work again. And then Star Wars: The Last Jedi. I honestly don't know why this is nominated because there were a lot of very questionable effects moments in the movie, particularly the opening scene when they drop the bombs. It just like the explosion did not look real. It looked like very bad CGI. Um, also, like I loved Yoda's appearance, but kind of shaky on the mix of using a puppet and CG. Like, it just wasn't too crazy about that. Um, I don't know why. I guess they just needed, like, another movie to fill it in. But, yeah. So, War for the Planet of the Apes, I think, far and away the winner here. Unbelievable special effects. Um, I hope it wins. So, that wraps up our Oscar pod. I don't know if we'll do a recap or we can get together and complain about what we didn't like. (laughs) I don't think we need it. We can do, like, a quick, like, five-minute intro at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Uh, but the next episode, we know what we're gonna do is gonna be the Black Panther episode. Yeah, really I'm seeing that about. movie three times in one week, That's, so it's gonna be great. Dear, oh boy, I need to. I still need to get tickets. Which the revolution will not be televised. <laughs> that is an awesome. It's it, it such, is a, such a kick-ass marketing campaign. Yeah, it really like, has. Um, so yeah, that'll be the next episode. So thank you all for watching. I think all of our plugs remain the same. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And look out much. for the look out for the gauntlet coming soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Podcast. That'll be if you don't think there's enough debating and yelling on this. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Too little.